0: What advice would you give to another makeup artist right now who is experiencing some tough times and they're just like ready to give up on their dreams and just, yeah, just stop? Uh,
1: My advice is that it's not always going to look exactly how you planned it out, right? Like you, you just figure out what it is that you love about the makeup industry like they're gonna be the artists that like love to create don't be surprised if one day that creation looks like something else you know just again put one foot in front of the other and don't be so tied to what it's gonna look like and this vision in your head because i do understand that that's important to have a vision in your head but sometimes we get rerouted and it's actually a better thing i think i talked about that a little bit earlier in this hour right um so creation can look different than what we think it's you've only experienced so much so there could be something up here that's even grander that we're not even like thinking about but if you leave yourself open to pathways where you're creating more you might it might all come full circle and it could look even grander
0: Welcome to the Friends in Beauty Podcast, a safe space for ambitious beauty industry creatives to have real talk, get authentic answers, and practical tools to grow their businesses. Join me every week as me and my special guests reveal the keys to longevity and success in the beauty industry, from the ups and downs of their journey to the nitty-gritty of their struggles and triumphs. We're spilling the tea on it all, and most importantly, having fun while doing it. You ready? Hey, what's up? It's your best friend in beauty here, Aquia Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast. I am so happy to have you here, and I hope you're listening to this episode in high spirits and in good health. Now, on today's episode, I have the pleasure of having Kat Aragon on the Friends in Beauty podcast, y'all. So Kat is a makeup artist. She is a top leader at Lime Life co-chair and co-founder of the Brighter Together Foundation and I just cannot wait to just chat it up with her so welcome to the Friends of Beauty podcast Kat. Thank you so much I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you because I feel like I've been following your journey for a while probably like right around when the lime life started to like rev up so I'm excited to catch up see what you've been up to and just yeah have a good conversation.
1: Yeah. I mean, I really love catching up with people who like, especially if so many years have passed, like, because I feel like we find ourselves, like I was just telling you right before we got started here, like we find ourselves in such a growth and, you know, we have so many more experiences. So I've been like following you behind the scenes for a long time and you're like, oh, I'm so proud of everything you're doing. I mean,
0: big props to everything you're doing. Cause it's amazing. So uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, before we get started, we have to start off with some icebreaker questions okay. to get us warmed sure. up, so the friends and beauty audience can get to know you outside.
1: For this one, All right, Go okay.
0: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> outside of what you do professionally, it's gonna be real simple stuff. All right. <laughs> so the first one, just give us three random facts about you.
1: Ooh, three random facts about me. Okay, I am the very top leader of the company you just mentioned Lime Life by alcone which i'm particularly proud of as a woman of color i do think that's amazing that we have some representation in the scene um you know that that is not as much dominated uh, you know mm-hmm. by women of color so i do love that yeah. um another fact about me is i've got three kids now out of high school two oh. in college one starting her business alongside of me as an esthetician soon oh, wow um, you know right and the third fact is that I've been in well I guess I don't know if this is going to be part of more of the interview but I was gonna say I've been in the makeup industry for about 25 years now it's as of next year
0: <laughs> 25 does it feel that long <laughs> I
1: feel like I'm 25 years old so I have no idea where that number came from <laughs>
0: That is incredible. And I'm like, your kids are out of high school now. They were so little last time I saw them. They
1: were so little. Yeah, they're out of high school. And they're all in the arts and theater. Um, like we're all creatives here, you know, between yeah. my husband being the photographer, my daughters at BCU for cinematography, my other daughters at her graduate school at UCLA for um theater and film design for wow. co- not only I just learned this not only costumes which she went to undergrad for but like set design props all this other stuff I'm like what she just showed me your body of work That's um and incredible. then and then my daughter who's uh gonna be opening a spot here soon with me so
0: I love all of these creatives I just I know <laughs>
1: So opposite from how I grew up, so.
0: And like the perfect parents to like support them on that too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully we didn't have too much influence on them because <laughs> hopefully this is what they wanted to do, but I made sure to really step back before my daughter went into aesthetics and I was like, I have nothing to do with this because I did try to help in her last business and she didn't love it. So I was like, oh, I just yeah. sat here, was quiet and to let her do her thing. And then finally I, I was like, okay, now I can step in. We're, she got her license.
0: We're good. <laughs> okay when is the last time that you took a vacation and where'd you go
1: um vacation vacation well I've got one coming up in March of St. Mar- Martin St. Saint Martin St. Saint Martin uh-huh. I earned that one through the company so I like uh, I get required like and paid for vacations but um not required required by me but <laughs> I make it happen um but the last time I had a vacation probably not in some time only because of the college um the thing was starting to happen we had to get applications in they had to go and visit they had to do all this stuff so I feel like it's been a year and usually it's Hilton Head that's like our go-to place Mm -hmm. it started as a place where we just kind of worked there for shoots for um photography for clients and then we got to know the place and then we brought the girls one year and they started helping us with the shoots and now it's just kind of like our place we love to go to
0: okay love it love it well I have these things these things called pod decks they have like these random questions in it That's this is cool. a what the heck answer, a, what the heck and a would you rather which one do you want
1: oh what the heck why not
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's going for it let's see hope it's not too crazy oh I've had this one before but it says what's the grossest thing you've ever seen someone do in public
1: oh my gosh um Hopefully I don't get too many haters for this one. This has nothing to do with makeup or anything. It's literally, um, who's the tennis player who's always like picking their nose and their wedgie before they do a serve.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen that.
1: And I'm like, what is he doing? He's like, it's like around a or something. He's like a big time tennis player. Is that like a
0: good luck thing for him? I, I don't know.
1: It's like, a, uh, I don't know if it's a tick or a good luck thing or it's just routine. It has to do that before every single thing. He's not playing right now, but mm-hmm. I'd be like, what? And then you finally get used to it. I'm like, this is crazy that I've gotten used to this routine. It's so funny. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that is insane. I had to look, look into that for a good laugh. Oh yeah. You'll get a million
1: <laughs> videos, but <laughs>
0: That's funny. What do people always tell you that you're good at aside from what you do professionally?
1: Oh, um, that's a great question, but aside professionally, I don't know. I feel like everything is like wrapped up into my profession. Um, I, I think my husband jokes, I'm good at everything I try to pick up outside of, but he's like, you're just good at whatever, like anything you try uh-huh. to pick up, um, tennis, I have picked up because of Lewis and I just wanted like, to like spend some time and learn it. And honestly, my entire goal in starting tennis was to like, quote, beat his butt one day on the court. And I actually <laughs> didn't be really good at it. And I have never done athletics in all of my life at 42 years old. I picked that up and I actually, I'm pretty good. I'm like moving up there. So That's I would deep. say that'd be the
0: main one. I'm not a sports girl at all. Like I've tried before, but that. it's just not for me.
1: Yeah. I'm not <laughs> usually
0: I'll running like. around.
1: Well, I just don't like going to the gym as much and doing the repetitive stuff. So this feels like I'm always bettering myself every time I go and you yeah. you never stop learning in that sport. It's like, I could be doing it for two years. and I'm still learning something that I've been doing a little bit wrong, you know, for the last two years, I could be better. So,
0: right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When is the last time that you did something for the first time? Um, the last Any new did- experiences.
1: Okay. So that has to be that last year I went and got my permanent makeup license.
0: Oh, cool. I
1: was the girl who would not touch brows when I first started doing photo shoots. Cause I was so worried or even as an esthetician, I didn't touch. I never waxed brows because I was like, I'm going to mess up their brows so bad with the symmetry and all that stuff. So I uh-huh. let everybody else do it. So the fact that I'm actually taking a tattoo needle to somebody's brow, i be mean, like, yeah, let's go. Like that is so weird for me, but yeah. it's actually a full circle moment. So I went and got my license, um, last year and honestly it's taken until now to finally, we're, we're not there yet with doing the services, but very soon we needed a space and we were in like an office space that was not okay for that. So yeah. and I, I never even, I didn't want to
0: go there <laughs> until I knew we were settled in the right place that's that's super cool I can I consider doing that but I've been trying I've been wanting to do so much stuff and I'm like I need to get out of the fact that I think I need to do everything maybe I'll just have like a business and I'll just hire people that do that and they could work
1: but yeah no that's a great idea no for I mean trust me I've been there
0: I've, I've I wouldn't do everything before
1: I started makeup I was I, I'm actually shocked I stuck with makeup because before I started makeup I was in college and I was um I was gonna go into catering. I was literally looking at a Johnson and Wales. I don't know how to boil a hard boiled egg right now. Like I literally, (laughs) I'm like, I just like when I decided not to do that, everything like left the door but I was gonna go into catering, hotel restaurant management, um, uh, computer information systems. The only reason I actually got into this industry is because my mom was a hairstylist and my dad came home one day and was like, Hey Connie, we're starting a hair salon. They're opening a place next door. Kat, do you want to manage? And I was like, oh my gosh, please. Because I was literally about to fail out of everything in school. So it was such Mm -hmm. an opportunity for me to be like, not have to tell my dad that I was doing so bad and be like, yeah, this was your idea. Yes, of course, I'm gonna follow what you think I should do. And honestly, it was an escape and I ended up really loving it. So that's how I got into the makeup industry.
0: Yeah, I love that. (laughs) I always tell people like- yeah makeup for me is the longest thing I've ever stuck to because I just always like to try you know different things and this is the the thing that I've stuck with the longest so
1: I just feel like it has so many genres and variations of what you could do like you said I mean you could literally just open up an agency and you know help consult and work with other artists like there's just so many avenues I mean I feel like I've done them all at this point you know yeah that's special effects I am no good at that and I don't even do Halloween makeup for people
0: because I'm like, I'm going to mess you up. <laughs> it's going to look like the inspiration. It's <laughs> going to look like a variation of this. I'm
1: always a skull, like every time.
0: <laughs> I'm always a cat. I could do you're a cat. <laughs> And
1: That's- they assume, they're like, you're the makeup artist in the area. Yeah, no, not so much when it comes to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they get They get me with that too. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is the last one for the icebreaker. So okay. if you weren't a makeup artist... And if you weren't a top leader at Lime Life, like, is there anything else you could see yourself doing right now? Honestly, anything. We are just. Hey, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I need you to do something really, really important for me, like, right now. I need you to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let the people know how much you love the Friends of Beauty Podcast. See, in the podcast streets, I'm going to let you know something. If you don't leave a review, then people don't know that the show exists and then the show won't grow. Reviews are so essential to the continued success of the Friends of Beauty Podcast. And plus, I really just wanna know what you think about the podcast. I appreciate all the DMs, but a five-star review would be even better. I would love to read your review on the show and give you a shout out for being a loyal listener. And if it's not a five-star review, don't even worry about it, all right? Don't even worry, just go ahead and send me an email, honey. We ain't got time for that. If you're watching me on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, give this video a thumbs up, and even leave a comment to share a takeaway from something that you've learned so far. If you don't subscribe or give a thumbs up, then the YouTube streets don't know that the Friends of Beauty podcast exists either. You see how this is going? This is a group effort and I appreciate you so, so much. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Let's go ahead and get back into the episode. Just talking about that. We're like,
1: we don't know. Like, I just, I've always thought about that. I'm like, you know, if this didn't work out or if I decided like, or if I just decided not to do makeup or whatever, I, I was in Target the other day. And Mm -hmm. I was like working um, and we were putting stuff on the conveyor belt. And I got my girls trained. Like, they know all of the pantry stuff is going to go together on the conveyor belt. (laughs) All the beauty stuff goes together. So we have our bags and we know where to bring them. And some go upstairs. So they're like on it. They know the food goes together, all that stuff. And I was joking around. I'm like, man, I should be the manager here. You know, like, and it's (laughs) just so funny. Like, I just feel like no matter where I'm in, I can like, work my way up, get to the top of it. I mean, even when it comes to grocery shopping. So I just, I'm not very picky. I I feel like as long as I have something to add to a place, then I'm in a good place.
0: Yeah. I love that. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. We're all warmed up, but speaking of, I just want to go back to, you said speaking, you said that we could literally do so much in the beauty industry like yeah. there's so many different ways that you could go so when I met you you were like about to transition out of um, CNN at the time mm-hmm. and I came to your class you were doing a class with I forgot the other ladies names it's two other young ladies but y'all were doing like a hair and makeup class and I it came to was your class
1: probably Nietzsche from CNN and mm-hmm. well so she's at ABC now but Nietzsche and Yasmin
0: yes uh-huh. yes so I came to your class because I was like considering that at that time like yeah. oh maybe I could try seeing them but that round brush got me I was like I don't know <laughs> if I, could, I don't know if I could do this
1: which is why we did the class because we need so many people we were doing the interviews and so many people were getting stuck at the hair and I was like all right well if we could like just break through this so many more could get a job here and stuff yeah but
0: and I just remember being so impressed I'm like they literally just did was hair and makeup in like 15 20 minutes or less it was probably less than that
1: and and you know what, I mean, I I told you, I started with my mom's hair salon and I did learn all that stuff and I'd love to do blow dries there, but my makeup was my primary thing, but you never know in a situation what's going to end up happening. So when I got to CNN, because Nietzsche had been working there for so long and had such a routine with everybody, they immediately would sit in her chair for makeup. So what did that leave me uh, to do? Okay, I'm so the yeah. other artist there. So I'm just like begrudgingly going behind the head and be like, all right, we're about to do hair. And I'm like, you know, I mean, yes, I hyperventilated through some of that, but the beauty about hair is that you can like put that energy into like doing all this and curling and, and nobody will even know you're nervous. So I feel like I when I am nervous, I go to hair first and get all that like energy out. And then by the time I'm like, okay, I didn't die. We're good. Like I go into okay. makeup and I'm a lot more calm.
0: I love it. I love that. How how long were you working at CNN?
1: I worked there for uh, between freelance and being the senior artist for about eight years. Whoa. So it was like a half and half situation.
0: Well, did you have like an overall good experience there?
1: You know, <laughs> overall amazing experience with my peers. That was the best part was working with other makeup artists and, you know, being there for them. The hardest part is when working for corporate, you, you can only go to what corporate is going to allow you to do. So I felt like I was um, very much uh, trying to be a voice for the team. And then when it was kind of like, we bet this is back then. So I'm not judging yeah. now. I don't know how it is now, but when we kind of heard, well, we did hear all of us here, like, if you don't like it, then you can leave. I was kind of like, okay, well, that's my threshold. I'm, I'm really trying to get more work for people. We were having lots of turnover. People were exhausted because we're, you know, there all hours of the day. And it was crazy. And and I like love that um, things did change after I left. Maybe it took a big ripple of like, why did our senior artist just step down for it to finally change? And I got a lot of feedback that that's what happened. So it was all for the better. I really believe that's like, leave a place better than you found it. If you could like, I gave all the feedback before I left. I tried to make a change. And then it looks like it just happened happened to happen and to happen after, happen, happen, what well, that does. not <laughs> <laughs> It happens after. So, yeah. you know, I'm okay with that. I yeah. may not have experienced it, but I'm okay with the, everybody else got to experience it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As a senior artist, like what exactly are you in charge of working there? Everything.
1: Everything. And that was probably the hardest part for me personally. And what took a toll on me is that, you know, it's 24 hours, hour news. So it would be 11 mm. o'clock where I'd get the call sheet for the morning, the next morning, I had the 4 a.m. shift by myself but you would have breaking news. All of a sudden you're finding out there's going to be three of the anchors on, uh, two of them are women, you know, and it's me, myself and I. So I would be trying to go to bed at <laughs> seven, you know, I'd really be going rolling into bed about nine, 30, 10, setting my alarm for about 11, having to call freelancers. And I'm so sorry if you got that call, everybody at 11 o'clock at night or 4am the next morning. And a lot of people said, yes, I love our, I love our community. A lot of people were like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. You know, it's like five hours from now, let's get some sleep and see each other soon. Um, But that was probably the hardest. And it did take a toll after years of doing that. Like my health suffered, you know, I wasn't getting the sleep that I needed. I was never seeing my kids, you know, it was, it was hard. But, um, But overall, other than that, the the makeup room itself, I loved, you know, being in that makeup room and working with my peers.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've, I, I just remember, I'm like, I don't think I could do the round brush. I think I'm gonna give up.
1: <laughs> well, now, now what? They have all these here. What? Now we have this, right? Okay. <laughs> it's just kind of like everybody's just doing this, and it's amazing. I wish we had more of that, you know, yeah. or thought about that in the past.
0: Yeah, so right when you were, I guess, about to transition from CNN, did Lime Life come in at that time, or did you already had left, you know, left CNN already and then Lime Life?
1: No, it came about a year before I left, and honestly, I'll be totally honest. It's probably the only reason I was able to up and leave when I did because I had been working it behind the scenes for a year. I still had regular clients. I had to make ends meet because even though I was a senior artist, it's like I, I still was live so you've been over to my mom's place, haven't you? Like when we, did you ever go there? Um, in, were, were you at the uh, training that we did? Like at the Harbor? Years? Huh? At the Harbor? At the Harbor? No. Well, no, it was over in like, anyways. So well, it's like way in like Dumfries, Virginia or whatever. Right. So it's like, anyways, we had like a thing way back then, but my, a lot of people thought like I lived in this house and stuff and turns out it's like my mom's house and we had to go there because we had been kicked out of our house that our house got um uh foreclosed on so we ended up living with my mom and I was operating a lot of my business and stuff out of my mom's house for the longest time um that I got my job when I was there and it just maybe almost paid the bills. It's crazy how people could think that something as like a high executive position with a company Mm -hmm. can mean much, but you know, when you have like three kids and you know, we were, we were hardly making it. And so I lived with my mom because of that foreclosure with my family. Um, We paid minimal rent, which was great, but you still have all these expenses. I was still getting my car repossessed. I was still doing all this stuff. So I had to make a change. At Mm -hmm. some point I was like, I can't just do this. So of course I was still taking my freelance jobs cause I didn't want to cut any ties, you know or burn any bridges with my clients. Yeah. So I was doing that on top of it. Um, but even there, it's like, you only have so many hours in the day and there was nothing making money for me out there, you know? So I was like, I need something where it's going to just implement itself into my life really easily. But then I'm going to be able to, um, make money, you know, and, and get another source of revenue and stuff. Yeah literally when I'm sleeping, you know, by people purchasing off my website. So that's kind of when it came in. But then as word started to grow that a lot of pro artists could actually retail their own makeup, that's when it started to grow and I was able to expand my network. And then at that point, a year later, it was a decision of like, okay, we might be a thousand under if I do this full time, but like, what can I make up in that time that I'm not working like 60 hours a week? And we Mm -hmm. decided... We decided, yeah, it's worth the try. And thank goodness, because it was like, I never, I'm never the person who advocates for quitting their job, but it was a thing that was going like this the whole time to the point where I could finally make a decision to make. Yeah. It. Safer leap than just a leap, you
0: know. Right. Just- hey, what's up? I know you're enjoying the episode, but I have to put you on to Friends in Beauty's newest community, the Trailblazers Club. The Trailblazers Club is a place where success not only leaves clues, but becomes a tangible reality for beauty pros just like you. See, a lot of my friends in beauty are so talented, is so skilled at what they do, but they lack the essential business skills that are needed to grow and sustain their businesses or they lack the support that is needed to stay consistent to execute their goals. And that's exactly why I wanted to create the Trailblazers Club, to be able to support you on your journey. Exclusively inside of the Trailblazers Club, you will unlock expert-led masterclasses and breakout sessions every single month, monthly Q&A and mentorship with me, your best friend in beauty, An exclusive and extensive network of beauty pros, support and accountability, access, unlimited access at that to the archive masterclasses, discounts on select Friends and Beauty events and classes, and so much more. And get this, y'all, it's only $25 a month. You heard that right. It's only $25 a month, but you know how Fat Joe said yesterday's price won't be today's price, or you know that saying that's exactly how it's going to be so you might want to get in while you can i'll go ahead and leave the link down below and your fellow trailblazers are inside waiting for you and we hope to see you soon let's go ahead and get back to the episode okay. cold turkey yeah now my husband would kill me <laughs> he
1: was at, you know he's a freelance photographer he was at home with the kids majority of the time they were much younger um, you know, we were living in my parents' house, so we, you know, we had to get out of that situation. So it's like, yeah. I couldn't just quit. It was the one that brought in all our benefits and stuff.
0: Yeah. So. How did you initially get connected with the company?
1: Um, I actually sought, sought them out because I, you know, when I was working as a educator for the makeup show, I would see alcohol. I mean, alcohol was in all of my workshops, like the sponges mm-hmm. and the wipes and all this stuff. They were in all my workshops. They were the first booth that you see at the makeup show. Exactly. So I knew the whole family, um, you know, and I was just like, oh my gosh, they're so supportive. And I I love that they are, um, you know, I, I love that they're always involved in the makeup artist's lives in some way of like being able to support and cater, you know, growing makeup artists. So ac- actually one of our vendors at CNN was Alcone and actually it probably still is, you know, but we got a catalog in one of the very, um the box that I was ordering again, sponges, wipes, and things like that. We got a catalog and it was called Alcone at home back then. And I read, I was looking through the catalog and you know what I said? I was like, Oh, that's cute. They're making their own private label line. I did that. I've been there. We were there for the hidden Oasis salon and that's fine. But I was like, again, I already know what the products are. Like I already knew all that. So I was like, okay, no problem. Like let them do their thing. That's cool. And one day it was really slow. I think it was Everybody was on the campaign trail. They were all somewhere, some other, you know, state. And I was sitting there one morning and somehow the catalog made it through our purging of trash that we always do like <laughs> every day. <laughs> and it was still sitting there on the ca- on the counter. So I was like, bored. Have you ever had those moments where you're bored and like you read every word of a catalog? Uh-huh. Like in like, you circle, what would I get? Like I-, I was doing that. So I was like, okay. So I've read everything in that catalog and I realized like that's when you know, I saw this wasn't just their own brand that they were manufacturing, but it was actually RCMA makeup, like, you know, foundation. It was actually cryolons, concealer. It was like stuff that I was already using in my professional kit. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is different because all I know I could do now is that I have to like set up an account to actually retail this product. Yeah, I could walk into Alcone and mm-hmm. then I could purchase it and pass it on to my client, but Legally, can you do that? No, but do people do it anyway? Yes, but the way to like legally make money at this is like you have to have some sort of brick and mortar sto- uh, store or dedicated online space where you have multiple brands, like Alcone, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's one of your vendors. You sign contracts, like you're the only one who's like. There's this whole thing. I did that actually, um years and years before with Cinema Secrets when we had our salon. When I finally like realized what pro makeup was, right. Uh So I've been through there and and then I realized, oh my gosh, but they're like giving you a little shortcut. They've already made these deals with these companies to be able to retail. Mm -hmm. And up until then I had the experience with private label, which, like I said, it was great. But when I stepped into the photography world, it just didn't measure up to what I needed it to do on set. So it was like good enough for my clients, but not like the best. I would have to bring in other products to, you know, work in place of the stuff that I was retailing. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to streamline. I just wanted to be able to be like, yes, client, you can have this. Yes. I can use this. Yes. I can use them myself and just, you know, make it easy. So yeah, I, I sought them out and I was like, is there any way I can get samples? I remember messaging the, um, the company, the CEO, uh, she, Michelle, she, just writes me back, and I'm like, okay, can I get you know samples, or do you have anybody here where I could try it? I didn't realize how new they were. Okay. Like nobody in Virginia was doing it. Like I'm mm-hmm. in the D.C. Maryland Virginia, so like nobody was doing it here. So I had to just go off of the fact that I knew RCMA makeup and had been using that too. I had to go off the fact that and just take a chance because back then there were no like little thirty nine dollar deals and stuff. It was like seven hundred dollars to sign up to get the whole kit, right? By the way, I'm living at my mom's house we don't have a house to our our name and we, I am getting my cars repossessed, but eventually we had to make it work um, Mm -hmm. because I I just kept seeing opportunities where I was like, I could have done that. I could have suggested that people are asking me what to get. I'm sending them to seven different websites, telling them I'll go to the store. And finally I was like, I need to work that's what we
0: do as makeup artists people always want to know what we used on them and where they can get it and we're sending them other places so like I know what lime life is we didn't even tell them but like if if people don't know what lime life is what is lime life and how can they know more
1: yeah so lime life is actually how it started was it's a collaboration of pro makeup lines like I mentioned these different lines that um Alcone got with and they asked they're like There are a number of customers coming into our pro based store Mm -hmm. and they're asking for this rcma palette for example and they're getting this palette of all these colors that they don't need because it's not really consumer friendly and they're not going to carry all the different shades and stuff and by the way when you do carry the shades we know we just go and depot it anyway because that little plastic thing is just going to fall right through (laughs) (laughs) and pop off so their stuff is not meant for consumers you know um not that the product isn't the casing and the compact and all this stuff isn't so They went to these, they noticed this uptick in makeup artists sending their customers there anyway. And so they're like, what if we talk to our best-selling brands like Kryolan and Dermacolor and uh, same thing, uh, RCMA, Scandinavia, all these brands. And like, what if we collaborated under one umbrella and we allowed our different brands to retail to the public for the first time? Like where it's outside from behind the scenes, now makeup artists could actually talk to their clients and actually get the product in their hands. They don't have to carry it. I don't have to carry stock it goes straight to their their door. It, for me it was a hard thing to it wasn't hard but at that point there was the stigma that if you sold as a makeup artist you were to be trusted because then you were just in it for the money. And what? I came from the hair world. oh I heard it a lot but I, and the same people I heard it from then eventually started selling it. So it's like you know it's just like you get stuck in these like phases and ideas of like this is how it should be but I also had the hair world experience. And if I didn't recommend hair products after a color or after a perm or after something, then like, what was I doing to set my customer up for failure? You know? So I think it was um, it was harder for people to wrap their head around makeup being um, makeup being uh, uh, recommended because Honestly, looking back, it was a scarcity thing. If they had the makeup I was using, they might not come back to me. And what ended up coming out of that is that I, you know, I was able to give them the makeup that I was using. They trusted me more and they're actually now loyal clients. I have clients from nine years later still that still come to me for events, but also have purchased something like every other month, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's the amazing thing about it. I think retail is the number one thing that a lot of people miss when um, doing makeup and just like being able to catapult their business in a way that's outside of them where you know it can be ordered easily. Yeah. You know, I, I did the whole private label thing and I, I, I'm not knocking that. I know a lot of people do it and it's an option, but I didn't want to be the bookkeeper and the person doing the logo and sticking all the dang things on the packages. And all. there was just mm-hmm. so much and I didn't have a team to help me. Some people yeah. do and that's great. I wanted somebody to do it all for me. I just needed something like in a bow, send it off to them. And I get to be the recommender and the person who tried it on them and they fell in love,
0: you know, Yeah.
1: and yeah. then get paid for it. So why not?
0: <laughs> yeah. So how, how big is your team now since you've been with the company?
1: You know, it's, it's fluctuated, but it's about 12,000 right now. So <laughs> Yeah. 12,000. And I mean, and the thing is, I think that a lot of people think like, oh my gosh, you get paid on all 12. No, I don't, that's not how it works. But it's like, I work closely like with the top people that I've brought in and all that other stuff. Uh And then, you know, eventually over time it trickles down and stuff. So it's like, it's a huge organization, but even Mm -hmm. within the, um, within the whole organization, I just never thought I saw a number. I would see numbers like this coming from the makeup show world. Um, but we have just our team alone and we're maybe half the company or maybe a little bit more than half the company brings in millions of dollars a month in sales. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. You know, like, I mean, it started with like trying to get a lipstick in the kit, you know, and <laughs> now it turns out like somebody's grandmother is like whatever sister over here that I don't mm-hmm. even know is like ordering the makeup. And I love every time somebody runs into me, is like, oh, I use slime life. Cause I remember when we were like unheard of. Mm -hmm. you know, back in the
0: day. So that that's impressive. So what exactly is the strategy that people are, what, what exactly is working, I guess, as far as getting sales like this every month.
1: Oh, Okay. So that's the beauty of it is that everybody can work it differently. I, I did not start this as like a social media thing. This is something I added to my kit and I actually work one-on-one with people and I use the product and it's not, it's not a thing of like, and now I'm using limelight. Like, it's not that I literally, it's just like, I do the makeup. Sometimes it gets brought up. And sometimes somebody asks me like, Oh, like I actually need a foundation. Don't, you know, like when we're working with people, don't they just start telling you all the things that's wrong with their beauty routine mm-hmm. or what they're not finding is like helping like, Oh, my concealer, Oh, the bags under my eyes. So there are these just natural moments. I'm like, well, let me use this on you. And if they liked it and we took off like the, the patches or something like that, they're like, oh my gosh, I love them. I'm like, well, if you want, I can grab those for you. Like I actually have a link and you can put an order and I'll add, a, I'll put a card together for you. You can take a look, take out anything that you want, you know but it's just like this concierge service that I give yeah. to you. So it's never like a walking sale but the biggest difference was that I added it to my kit. So I had noticed at the beginning that I had a lot of crutches of my makeup kit where I was like, I don't know if it was like the thing to use at the time or what, but I had like three different foundations. And it wasn't um until my husband is the one who brought it up that he was having such a hard time as a photographer lighting depending on what foundation I was using.
0: Oh really? I didn't
1: know this was a thing. Okay. So he's the one who actually like made me realize like I just need to stick to this and like it's gonna work for everything. Okay. So he would specifically tell me that I'm doing a harder light. The model has some texture on our skin. We all have texture on our skin. So I'm not even going to name the names of the, of the brands, but we all know them and love them, right? He's like, but if you use this one, it's a little too dewy. So the shadows are going to bounce off the skin a little bit more. So I mm-hmm. need to use a little flatter, more matte foundation. Okay. And then if he wanted a do look that flatter, more matte foundation just wasn't cutting it. So mm-hmm. then he would pull back his lighting. And then the first time we tried Lime Life, actually it was Nietzsche um, who the, the other teacher, she mm-hmm. was the first person I had to try it. I was like, I just got all this in. Let's do a photo shoot because I do all my own homework. I don't just like trust everybody blindly of what it's going to be like. Uh-huh. And I was like, let's do a photo shoot with somebody else using the line. Somebody whose opinion I trusted using the line. Mm-hmm. So she did it and she's like, okay, this is really good. But you know who was sold more than anybody was Lewis. He was like, this is amazing. <laughs> to this day, nine years later, he's still like, I hardly have to retouch a skin. And at every shoot, he always hears, the skin is on point. The skin is in it. It's that foundation. It's that and that's what
0: satin. photographers love. Like uh,
1: Yeah. The skin, right? Like that's, that's the number one thing. Mm-hmm. So the satin finish, um, it bounces light as if it was natural skin. It wasn't like too dry, too oily, you know? So, and then I can manipulate the product by like putting a little bit of like a facial oil in it because the product is 50% pigment. So if everything's made of pigment, right? Mm-hmm. So they took out all the stuff that we like to throw in there and like buy, but they allow you to be the one to put the filler in of exactly what you want based off of what you're looking for.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. So that, I mean, that was really, you know, that's really what I talk to makeup artists about. And a lot of times I actually created along with uh, my girl, Melissa Clazzo, she was new as a makeup artist and she asked the same question. And I go, you know, I've been working on this thing for my own workshops. It's so simple. It's literally called a makeup bag makeover. It's the most generic name ever. (laughs) It really should have a different name. But it was like the first thing I thought of because it's like, I'm literally helping somebody make over their makeup bag.
0: Uh
1: But I think when people hear that, they think that I'm going to go in there and tell them you need this eyeliner. You need this mascara. It is not like that. It is actually a... um, course that i created that's free to all beauty guides to use i've even like taught makeup artists like at pre you know when the pandemic was happening and i was like here's a framework that you could use for your consultations Mm -hmm. and it teaches core concepts and i have them bring their own makeup kit because a lot of times they own stuff that they're just really overwhelmed with and they don't know that that taupe shadow could be used for contour or whatever they don't know all this stuff you know so i help just bring some of that professional experience and teach my customers at like you know at, at a base level but the idea of is it that they walk away knowing when they go into a makeup store like I don't need that because here's my goal and that's a trend and that's not gonna fit into my five minute makeup routine and I don't mm-hmm. have to, like just feeling confident in knowing like what it is that they're set out to do with their makeup routine mm-hmm. and like how they can achieve it you know like one example that I give all the time is like sure I have clients coming in saying like I Want to do the whole highlight contour thing. Okay, that's great because that's what they see everywhere. Right. And I'm like, how much time do you have? Okay, we're <laughs> talking about their kids and they're five minutes, and but they don't really like to wear makeup, they're more skincare. I'm like, okay, so what you need is dimension, and that's what you're looking at. Mm. So how can we get dimension without having to do all that? And I and I introduced to them some facial oil where they could just tap it on the tops of their cheeks, the light is just bouncing off the top of the cheek. They're gonna have like a translucent matte powder everywhere else. You know what I mean? There's different ways to go about getting something. And then at the end, there's always going to be holes in what they want versus what they have. And that's where I come in to be able to help them. I I love the whole cart full of stuff that we talked about only what we talked about and what they need. And then I tell them screenshot this. If you ever want this in the future, however, I'll put it together for you. You can delete it. You can edit it, whatever. And then at the end of the day, usually almost everything I put in the cart is purchased, even though, they say they came in saying they wanted a moisturizer or something you know what I mean so right
0: right kind of just
1: doing the work for them and that's what's been helpful
0: yeah and I could I would imagine like people are are purchasing these products because they trust you they trust your recommendations and everything but I'm pretty sure some beauty guys may experience the um like the brand recognition or lack like yeah. there sometimes like people are like loyal to their matte cosmetics and yeah. you know all of those things like how do you um instruct them on how to like deal with people like that they're like oh no I only use this product and like this is what I've been doing for 20 years and yes yeah.
1: no I, I get a lot of that too <laughs> I'm, I mean honestly if I'm it's easier when you're in person because honestly to try it is to buy it is what I always say because it's like you don't really understand what professional quality makeup means until you actually
0: mm-hmm. try it like okay.
1: it's not gonna oxidize on your skin it's not gonna you know it's gonna stay all day long it's gonna look like skin you know so I have people do what they normally do on one side, and then I'll be like, and I never force it on anybody. I don't tell them they have to do the other side with mine stuff. But I'm like, all right, show me how you do it. Just show me on this side, and I'm like, okay. Do you mind if we try this or whatever, or if they don't look like they they care or what, or they would rather just stick to what they know? That's fine too. Mm-hmm. We'll just do their whole face, and then I'll show them on my face too. I'm like, okay, this is what I use, and I show them how I apply it. So. Again, I, I like never like make somebody feel like they have to have something in order, you know, um, to love their makeup, but they know that there's an option. And the very first time I ever did one of these the, still to this day, actually the product is over to the side. It's not displayed all pretty with gift bows and all this, it's over to the side. And if they are missing something like a concealer, that's actually covering, or I do the color matching. I tell them, I'm like, just swipe your foundation right here on your chest. Uh and a lot of times it just starts getting darker before their eyes and they don't even realize it or it's a hundred percent different color which is fine from the face but at the it's got to match somewhere on the face right it's like your body has to come with your face in some way whether it's the middle or whatever make up a color yeah so (laughs) it's like so you, you know it's gotta like you know it's gotta make sense and when they even just see that visual they're like okay well what do you have and then we could do a quick color match with something that does match something that's on their face. And then we're like, and then I showed them how to apply it. So that's all taught in like the, the course that I started, but coming back to Melissa, um, she started doing that and she had great success with it. And she's like, the only thing missing is that we talk about prep and you don't talk about that in the makeup course. And so it started with, um, so our six core concepts that we cover, which pretty much everything that you cover in makeup and beauty in general is prep, um, prep tools, canvas, dimension framing and a focus point and it's really just based almost like the concept of art and which makes sense because my very first line when I had a private label line was called makeup is art and coming back years later I'm like that's what this should have been called is the makeup is art like whatever Mm -hmm. because it really is this conceptual art thing but my clients like feel like they know something when they're coming out of there they're not just being sold to and that's the most important thing is the value added
0: I love it. You have to tell us too about the, um, the brighter this way foundation It's a brighter together foundation. Let's say brighter this way, brighter together (laughs) foundation. Cause I know it's like paired with a, like a great cause or something like that too. Right.
1: It is. Um, so the brighter together foundation has been, uh, that's been such a blessing. So when I got to what we consider the top of the company, which just means like the top in the compensation plan, we had like worked our way through the ranks, our team grew, um, I actually remember talking. So uh, one of our, I don't know his title, but he's our pro makeup artist at home office, Jacob Heiser. He used to be the outcome manager and stuff like that, right? So I remember back in the day when we were so small, we could have a weekly call with Jacob because he was also a life coach and stuff, you know? So we're sitting there and I'm having a call and I just reached this pinnacle of like Lime Life's compensation plan and I'm like crying and not, you know, I don't know what's wrong with me. And I'm like, and he's like, isn't this like everything you wanted? Even Lewis was like so frustrated. He's like, what the heck? Like, why just, would you cry? It's like it's happy tears. All these and
0: I'm
1: like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And what I realized, honestly, was that there was just something missing. We didn't have a foundation or something of a purpose, I guess, really pulling us forward. And I feel like that was a thing missing. In fact, one of the things that I said to Jacob on the call, is like, what do I need to do? Start a charity now or something? I'm like, what do I, what do, I do? if When you reach the top of something, what do you do? You know, yeah, and you um, back. You, yeah, and it's like, and I know I was doing that in some way of helping people with their businesses and stuff, but I was like, there's a grander picture out there, you know, and so that summer uh, we, up to that point you get like all these different intent like we've had like luggage and purses and things like that so I just assumed I was gonna get a luggage set for senior you know director (laughs) and I go on the stage it was me and two other ladies and I go on the stage and um they're like okay here's what your present is and across the screen it says brighter together I think it says brighter together foundation actually Uh and nobody knows what that means because there was no meaning assigned to it yet and I literally just burst into tears. There's a picture of me just like this, like, just like bawling. And everybody else is just like, yeah, I don't know what this is, but it's just like, instinctively, I just knew that this was something that we were going to be able to, you know, plant the seed money or whatever they were giving to us and everything. And so it turned out that was the moment that we were tasked with finding a foundation to back up or a cause to back up. And through amazing circumstances, I don't think anything's by chance, but through amazing circumstances, um, we found the perfect um foundation it's uh it's actually it was called PCI back then but it's global communities and their whole thing it, they have a women's empowered program mm-hmm. that helps underprivileged women in villages across uh the country not the country across the world and they're in these impoverished areas where they don't they can't open a bank account and they can't you know do a savings and loans and stuff like that so they're actually like literally in their villages with like Tin roofs or dirt roofs and stuff, dirt floors, and they get together with um the community that we fund. And mm-hmm. somebody comes in there and trains them on like how to save, how to build a business, no. invest in each other. One person has the lockbox, you know, they, they come and they pay a little bit every time. So somebody has a lockbox, the other person has a key, another person has a key, it's kept under a different bed. Like it's like they all work together to learn leadership skills and to learn. All of this stuff that eventually has them respected, not only in their family, but in their community. So they come from like, you know, not doing anything to like, all of a sudden they could be leaders in their community with businesses. So Mm. that's what we fund is like the training and the facilitating of all of that that's
0: incredible. <laughs> Excuse me. And I really love that because I, I've been feeling the same way with um friends and beauty too, feeling like I need to like be tied to like something that's bigger than, you know, me bigger than, you know, the industry. And I really like that a lot. That's like really inspiring.
1: It, it was so funny because we had a conversation right before um we, we were tasked with this, like, who do we back up? And I had a conversation with the, uh, then the CEO, Michelle, she's actually stepped out on a Madison who a lot of people know through the makeup show, the daughter of Vinny. She's now the full sole CEO because okay. uh, Michelle has now retired. But uh, Michelle turns to me, she's like, have you given any thought to what you want to do? And I was like, the only thing I wish is because we had some like boundaries of what we could do. I go, the only thing I wish is that we could do something global. I wish that we could do something with women, I really want to be able to give back and help people who can't help themselves, but I want to teach them. I don't necessarily want to like give money. I want to be able to like help them to like literally everything I said. And like a minute later, we're at this conference that we were invited to for free. So that's why we're there. And these people come out. They were just in Guatemala. They are speaking about this program. And I'm just in full tears. And they probably think I'm the craziest person. They're like, this girl (laughs) is so connected to this message. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Because I just was like, I knew that was the answer. And I looked at Michelle afterwards and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like this is, what was that? She's like, we have to help. Like, I, I don't know what we need to do if that was part of brighter together or not, but we need to be able to help. I'm like, And I a I 100 percent agree. So we've been to Guatemala. We've been, we've done the different, you know, different things through the company. It's been amazing.
0: Oh, I love that. So, okay. So in order to support the cause, we have to buy like the, like proceeds of the foundation go to the, uh, you the can donate
1: directly, um, okay. brighter is our website. So yes, like there's different ways you could purchase. And like, there's going to be proceeds from any purchase online website. That's going to go towards that. Um, when you hit the top of the company, which was what our thing was. When you hit the top of the company, you get $1,000 that you could put in your name that you don't can't, put, they will put $1,000 in your name in the, oh. um, uh, in the fund. Um, there's, there's now direct donations that you could do. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's so many things and you know, like it, you never know, like one day it could be something completely different. That's literally what we funded for the last gosh, seven years now. And there could be something in the future, you know, it's not that we're always going to be working with a specific foundation, but it's just something that's been really in line with what we do, you know, at the yeah. company. So, yeah. you know, well, yeah. you know, but, but whatever it is, it's gotta make sense for, for women, for empowerment. Like that's, that's just kind of our jam at line life. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's just so, there's so many or fewer opportunities for women to advance in business or whatever, no matter where you are, you know, and what in the world, you know, and so it just like, that's kind of like where our heart gets pulled back to, yeah. um, is giving more of those equal playing field or equal opportunities.
0: Oh, that is so incredible. And I, I know, well, when we talked before, you mentioned that you didn't have like any direct sales experience, <laughs> um, before, you know, joining limelight. So what do you think contributed to your growth and having this, this big team now?
1: being honest I mean I that's all I do I'm I say that we like attract a very specific now you don't have to be a pro makeup artist to be in this so you could just be a beauty lover like oh I love this makeup that I just got let me see if I can like share it with friends but for me personally it's always been about being able to add value and the juxtaposition of that is that CNN I wasn't able to talk about the different brands that I loved because it would look like it was a CNN stance you know And Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like, I felt like free to talk about the things that I actually really love. And it, and I don't have to all talk about Lime Life hundred percent of the time. Like it's not even a requirement for me to talk about Lime Life. I -hmm. just love it so much that it just ends up being in like all the things that, you know, that I talk about and like 99% of my kit is actually Lime Life because it's actually pro quality product that looks amazing on camera. So it's like, why wouldn't I use it? Uh Um, But at the same time, um, uh oh gosh what was the question I literally
0: <laughs> <laughs> just being able to with no direct sales experience being able oh, the to direct run. sales experience, yes yeah
1: yeah like literally we had no training it was the blind leading the blind and actually I think that's <laughs> what I loved about it was that we don't have um we knew everybody had their own skill sets like I knew I had educational experience because i had been teaching with the makeup show and i was teaching at you know you you were talking about the class that did you know like i know i had that to add but i didn't have sales experience but somebody else who had been in retail and makeup did have sales experience so they would help us like here's how you're going to be able to um you know, to connect with somebody to make sure that that you're giving them the product that they're there for, you know, things like that, these kinds Mm -hmm. of like different things. Then we had somebody else who had experience in some other part of not only the industry, but like organizational skill sets or training, or just, we had to lean on each other. There was no one way to do it. And I think that's been the beauty is that we never really forgot that in the nine years that I've been here is that not one of us could do this alone. Like we Mm -hmm. all, we all add to this bigger picture of all of us individually, yes, are running a business, but we literally cannot do it by ourselves, you know, yeah. and nor would I want to, I, I had done that for so long. Um, being a makeup artist, I, I, you know, had social anxiety. I didn't want to be in front of people. I definitely didn't want to be in front of the camera, you know, and I was fine being behind the camera uh-huh. and it wasn't until I got into this community where I was like, I started feeling more comfortable of like leaning on and trusting friends in the industry, you know? And yeah. then that family just grew bigger and bigger. So when I started, I had literal social anxiety. I'd have like this nervous twitch and panic attack every time I spoke in front of more than three people in a yeah. room. And because this grew so organically, I felt like every person who joined was like part of the family. They were getting to learn. They were getting yeah. You know. So one day I stepped on a stage in front of five hundred people and was I nervous? Yes, but I was okay. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, and then another day, another year I stepped in front of the stage in front of 2000 people to speak. And I felt like I knew every single person in that audience. So it really felt like comfortable, you know? And that's the craziest thing is that you can grow with people that just really supported people around you. And I think that's Mm -hmm. really what we hold tight to, you know?
0: Yeah. And I always feel like, on journeys like this is really about the, the person that you become as well just the fact that you transform from being this you know not wanting to speak and now you're speaking at these conferences you have a team and you know it's pushed you outside of your comfort zone to become like a different version of yourself
1: well even more so than that outside of the outside view of it all I've changed so much as a person myself yeah. I was a hothead I didn't realize how much of a hothead I was back in the day <laughs> I was like typical Scorpio like stereotypes that they're like you know Like, you're going to be enraged. You're going to like, I literally thought everybody was out to get me. Like, you know, my assistant got the same job that I had. Like, there were just like all these things that like rub you the wrong way in the makeup industry where you're like, have to protect your like craft and your jobs and all this stuff. And it was, it's, that's when I learned scarcity and abundance. I was definitely in a scarce place, you know, and I was like, okay, well, what's meant for me is going to be for me. And that really, I didn't learn that stuff until I came to Lime Life and like learned from lots of different people and how they live, you know? And I was like, okay. And the minute I like, kind of like let go control and just knew, like, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to do what I do. And the right people are going to come along. That's when everything started to blow up. You know, Mm -hmm. when I stopped holding on so tight to what was mine and like actually started to help other people then all of a sudden everybody grew but I grew personally and that that was probably the biggest thing is my personal growth like now I'm the person people will come to for like advice and like to be the neutral person and and I'm an empath on both sides and I see both perspectives I'm like who am I like this was not me (laughs) who (laughs) am I right now
0: I was like mine mine, my (laughs) mind yes and then aside from that like aside from Lime Life what is it like working with so closely with your husband with like Uh, Aragon media
1: we definitely had to go through a phase of like learning how to (laughs) I mean it was also me being in those stages of where you know I I was definitely crazy back in the day (laughs) you (laughs) you didn't see me 24 hours a day you know like I was nice over here but I wasn't like the nicest person but Mm -hmm. um yeah like my husband had to deal with me like just storming off in the middle of a shoot because I was like mad about something or whatever, you know, like I I've, I've been in some places in the past, but, um, now we, we get along so beautifully, like people actually always, in fact, we just worked with Amazon the other day, he got some headshots for executives and stuff like that. And the very first thing that people tell us when they work with us, they're like, how long have we been working together? Cause they don't automatically know her husband and wife okay. if hasn't talked to them but they're like your camaraderie and just the, we make everybody feel at ease we are like kind of like what you said we are like just very casual chit-chatty with everybody um there was an executive that came in where he has a very high status apparently and the person talking you know and, and introducing us was like this person like you know Kigla, this person is this da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and i was like okay you know and i'm not disrespect i mean i'm not saying i'm disrespectful but I'm like okay in the end I work with celebrities he's still a person so I'm just like hey how's your day I wasn't gonna be like you know right. <laughs> so it's like how's your day everything going he's like oh my gosh I was like he's like I'm really tired I was like oh it's okay we got something for that and then we started talking and he w- had a hangover because he was just <laughs> like you know he, he had a hangover, and we were just laughing about things and then Lewis was like oh yeah you know I hit up a- um you should try this verb like they're just talking like normal people I'm sure this girl was like what the heck are you guys doing but we had such a camaraderie with this guy because we remembered in the end he's a human being and exactly. we're not going to bring up stuff that's in a, you know inappropriate but like you know not specifically professional and stuff but then if somebody is sitting there wanting to share a little bit more about their lives and who they are as a person then it's like yeah then now we can be like okay we're, we're just friends chit-chatting and getting a job done you know yeah, and I think that's what people actually appreciate about us when the first thing I would learn in probably business school is not to ever be somebody that is a human that like, you know, but you know, I think times have changed. I think we all know, like, it's better to be human than a yeah. robot, you know? Absolutely. We had enough robots on the, yeah. On the
0: scene.
1: Yeah. So yeah. we just, we're just everybody's friend. and And so it's great working with him because we both have that same outlook we can finish each other's like literal sentences. And like, I, we know when we're scrolling through a bunch of pictures that we took that we, but we all, even including the client, we're so in sync. We're like that one, you know, like we know exactly which one is the killer shot out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's just really great. But everybody says they feel like they're working with their best friends or with family, you know, when they work with us.
0: That's nice. And then your daughter's about to start her aesthetics business. <laughs>
1: She's about to start her aesthetics business. And, um, I haven't like, I don't know when this comes out. So I haven't said anything quite yet about about this situation, but we may have found a place. Actually, I think we have found a place. I'm just saying we have found a place. (laughs) We have found a place. (laughs) Um, And we went to go look at a space for her um, and for myself. I was going to get back, not so much into the facial side of things, like that's her jam and she got her master's license, esthetician's license and stuff. So she's going to take care of all that but I would have like a little makeup thing there if they needed that. Um, But then also start on with my permanent makeup stuff that, I mean, I went to school for, so I finally could settle into that. Mm -hmm. However, when Lewis came to visit with us Mm -hmm. right around the corner was the, not even looking was the ideal space for a photography studio. Wow, and so the it's family like, thing with the like with space for like that's my jam. I'm like the studio makeup artist, and I you know, and I was like, but I can totally help where needed in a spa situation and things like that. So to mm-hmm. be able to possibly have two places and walk between both, with my main station being at the studio, is going to be like a dream come true. Because yeah, we she'll be out of the house and making her own business and doing stuff but at the same time we're still like let's meet up for lunch at the restaurant down here so <laughs> that's
0: that's yeah. so, that's so cute it's ideal <laughs> yeah so would you say that lime life um like changed the trajectory of your life like going from like foreclosures repossession and then now to <laughs> 100%. you're in now
1: 100 um if it was not for lime life i we wouldn't even be looking at two spaces at one time. I've been reading so many articles where people are like, do you not start a business right now? This is the worst time to start a business. And I'm like, are we crazy for like not picking up one but two leases? Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, it's like, it's so nice to know that because of this extra brand that I've been able to focus on working with a network that is coming to me for me. Because that's the other thing is that these places are not like in a retail shop shopping area where people are walking back and forth. And that's what we're going to rely on. Mm-hmm. We're relying on the fact that we have, network of people who trust us who have referred us who whatever so it doesn't matter where we go for either of these spaces they'll go there because we're there you know and i wouldn't be able to do that if i was working full-time in a small room you know catering to the same people every day you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's been really great for the connections it's been really great for i mean financially like we're now i'm sitting in my house that we built from the ground up two girls through college never had to take out student loans like we're in a good place where it's like I'm able to now focus on you know our empty nest stage of life me and Lewis. and that's (laughs) why we're like after all these years of working together now we're like instead of sharing a studio or like you know just going on on the road with us our camera and our kid which I have no problem with and we'll do that still do that like now we can actually like plant roots in a place
0: that's ours Mm. you know Aragon Studio so and you're still young y'all could go on like vacations I could travel y'all gonna- and that's
1: the plan like I was just looking <laughs> at my at my calendar I was like dang I'm gonna be like in Austin next month and then you know we're in New Orleans right after that possibly Paris we're going to like by the time this goes out it's probably like we've already done you know a lot of that stuff but it's one of those things where um I I think that's also what I love about this is like I'm I'm what's that quote that they say it's like get a job where it never feels like work or something. I don't know what the exact quote is, but mm-hmm. I feel like because a lot of my job has a lot to do with doing trainings or learning, honestly, also learning in different areas. I feel like I'm always on vacation in some way, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it takes me I to know. all these areas I would have never gone to. Uh-huh. And it, and it's just such a great experience. It's not just the people, but like my Life really likes to do it right. And like, you know, bring us to great places and, and experiences. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I would love being able to take part in all of that. Yeah. I don't think that would happen, honestly, on my own. Me and Louis were such homebodies. Like, I think that we would stay here if we had a choice between, you know, talking about this or that, going somewhere yeah. <laughs> or staying. But we'd probably be at home and going to like the Korean barbecue restaurant down the street. Like, that's like our jam, you know, mm-hmm. but okay. If we're going to go <laughs> travel, it's like, let's go ahead and go here with um, with this group.
0: Yeah, for sure. But like when you were going through like your financial hardships at the time, what what kind of toll did that take on you personally? Um, where you were in your business? Because I know sometimes, um, just with the way that social media is, like you said, the perception, like people see you in this house, but they think it's like your house, but you're like in your mom's house. So just the perception of trying to live up what people expect of you versus like oh, yeah. your reality, like what is that battle?
1: It was. It was definitely a hard battle I actually didn't like let people know that I was in our mom's house my mom's house until I mm-hmm. felt like I finally made a dent in being able to get out of there and I didn't share it like when we were like okay we already we already did the thing and now we're moving out I, I do believe in sharing part of that journey and just being vulnerable and real with people. Mm -hmm. I do feel like it helped a lot of people who maybe were striving to be in my position to know, like, not everything is cracked up of what, you know, like the highlight reel looks so amazing, but it's not always cracked up, you know, um, or it's not always what it looks like from the outside, I'll say. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, but I did start to open up about how we have been in a place where even at my mom's house where I was paying like maybe $1,500 a month for rent and all utilities included and all that other stuff. I was still getting my car repossessed and I was working 60 hours a week. And I was still like, we were like so far behind Mm -hmm. on payments for a lot of things. Um, which is why I had to add something in. It was a desperate situation. It's not like I just woke up one day and I was like, oh, I definitely want to join something that I could sell. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, it was like I need to do something because we're literally falling apart and everybody thinks it's great. So what's the easiest thing I can do? Well, maybe just add something to my kit that I'm already going to use anyway. Like it was just the most simple step, but it was the yes. most obvious step that I was yeah. ignoring. Um, but yeah, like I think, I I really do champion vulnerability and you don't have to show everything. I'm not, I'm not saying like spill it all out on the table, but you know, I do think um, people seeing that one, they might be in your shoes too, but two, there can be a plan to get out of that situation and three, Mm -hmm. even better eventually that they saw somebody come up and out of a situation. It's inspiring. I get, you know, a lot of conversations that I get into, are about like people doing something because they saw that I was able to do it, Mm -hmm. whether it's financially or whether it's, they came through, um, they're going through social anxiety and they're having panic attacks all the time. And they remember me from the days where I was going through that. Right. Um, I I mean, I hear it from my girl, Bethany town. She's like one of my, my favorite friends ever. And she'll be Uh like, I still cannot believe like
0: you were out there.
1: Cause she's at Limelight too. So she'll be at a conference and be like, you're out there speaking. And I'm like, I remember you like having panic attacks when you had a class of 10 people at the makeup show. And I'd have to like go and like the um, equivalent of CBD oil back then was like the rescue remedy at the natural food store. <laughs> they had the little <laughs> dropper on your tongue. And you're uh-huh. like, look, glug, glug." <laughs> I forget the four drops. I needed
0: like the whole like, thing. relax.
1: And that was who I was back then trying to like be even kill about it. And now I'm like, she's like, I can't even, you know, Imagine that that was the same person, but yeah. you wouldn't know if I hid all that. You know, yeah. you wouldn't know if I was like super secret about what I was going through. So I would just mm-hmm. and I feel like we get so much support that we don't think that we need when you do share that because you know you're not alone,
0: yeah. yeah. And that's why I love like just having conversations with different people here on the um, podcast, because I really do feel like in the beauty industry, we don't necessarily have a um like a blueprint or a guide as to like what to do to become successful. So I feel like with having conversations with different people and their different stories, people could kind of see themselves um in somebody and know that there's hope know that if you are going through like the same situation that there is like at the end of the tunnel and I love what you said about just adding something it was just something so small like I think a lot of times we're looking for like this big solution to get out of our problems where you just said okay let me add this to my kit and then you know things started moving from there so
1: and you know now I have this thing where <laughs> I still play with makeup I mean if you can see the card to my right it's like all the stuff that is not limelight uh-huh. But unfortunately what that means too, is that it's not a lot of stuff that's I can use on everything. Like I don't like to stand behind the line and say like, this is my favorite so far that I've tried. If I haven't tried anything else, I feel like it's super inauthentic and not genuine. Okay. Yeah. So I have tons of foundations, tons of things. Like everything's like the hottest thing or whatever. And I'm just like, mm, still like, I have to like, wait for it to dry. I have to, you know, there's always gonna be something, or it's gonna have that weird shadow that I didn't know existed when I use it on photography. Thank you, Lewis, for putting that in my brain, you know? So like, I, I have to like, look at all this stuff as at one point as an expense, you know, mm-hmm. now I look at my kit as actual income. And that's been the biggest change mm-hmm. is that I look at my kit and I'm like, okay, Well, you know, maybe this one, I don't know here what I, this, this one lip gloss right here, humble lip gloss, right? This one gloss is not just like, oh, I bought this and I paid so much for it. And I put it into the kit. It's like, I bought this and I've made hundreds of dollars off of this one lip gloss in one, one shade in all of my kit. Like it's a hundred percent different perspective. And so it's like, now when I purchase something for my kit, for a lime life, or if it's like makeup remover that I'm going to ask my clients, like, I just know that that's going to be a return on my investment after selling three or four of them. It's yeah. like, basically it was free. And then on top of that, it's just going to keep coming. The reorders come in. We have auto ship. Like, it's just one of those things where hundreds of dollars off of one decision to add one lip gloss in. So imagine know. a whole, that's why now, you know, why I have an entire kit of it. Cause I'm like, if it works, I'm not going to put stuff in my myself that's not going to work. If yeah. it works and I know I can get a return on income, you know, a return on what I invested in it, then it's a
0: no-brainer for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And actually at the makeup show, we have these shirts. This is now that you're done spending all your money. Let me
0: teach you how to earn it back. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Cause I, mean, I remember the very first time I went to the makeup show, I was there for like an hour and I was like, okay, where, what did I buy? Cause like all my money is gone. <laughs> and, and that was, and that's exactly what my,
1: where i was when i first started to i remember when i called the ceo and i was like oh you don't have anybody here who sells this and can you just send me a kit because i was so used to as an educator people just like getting kits and free product and stuff and what i realized is that when i didn't have a like skin in the game like they say or i didn't have i wasn't tied to the investment yeah. that I kind of it just fell into my graveyard of makeup and it was like mm. in the corner mm. and you know I, I didn't have a business sense about it you know so yeah. it was just like oh whatever but the moment I had to put down all that money by the way it's not that anymore now it's $39 <laughs> but mm-hmm. it was what I had to put down an intentional $700 to get the entire line because that's the only way they offered it back then it was like mm-hmm. a buy-in um I, you know you need to make something work when that happens. So I am glad I had that opportunity. I'm also glad people don't have to do that now, but I do think that helped me a lot to look at things in a very different perspective. Like, how do I make this really work for me? Instead of it being an expense, I put it in the other column. This is income. This is not an expense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Dang cat. So at the end of the day, like, what do you want your legacy to be with, um, with the industry in general with Lime Life beauty? Have you thought about that?
1: Yes, actually, like, I mean, I haven't thought of it in those terms, like legacy specifically, but I'm really big on, uh, we actually have a group within the company, which I really love about this company It's probably like one of the biggest ties for me to this company, but it's called on the rise. And it's actually um, a very focused look at beauty in, in a diverse industry, you know, or in a non-diverse industry, (laughs) Uh (laughs) beauty for women of color. So that's the thing is that, you know, years and years ago, we started having conversations of what was missing. And um, my girl, Felicia, she like reached out to the CEO and she was like, we, we need more here. Like we have 10 shades of foundations we have, you know, whatever. And that kind of started a spark of, you know, corporate really working with the field to really listen to what we needed and to start to have conversations so that we could implement things from that conversation. um, They hired Danessa. Yes, so they hired me. her. She came in to consult for us, added 16 different foundation shades to our line. Again, some of these are, you know, these are RCMA. They still make it for us, but some of these were very specific colors for us because we needed that, right? So we built an entire shade range between bronzers and shadows and lipsticks and glosses and concealers and all this stuff. Thank you, Danessa, for all of that help. She Good. educated our appeal to everything. And from there, we have not stopped the conversation. It wasn't like a one and done. Okay, we expanded, great we still have monthly calls. We still have, you know, the field, um, just looking at everything and, and looking at like, our, do we have enough representation in the field? Do we have enough representation in our advertising? We get on calls with the social media managers. We get on, you know, so there's a group of us that, um, are really like the think tank. And mm-hmm. that is super important to me. Like I, I could not be aligned with a company that doesn't have inclusivity at its core. It doesn't have a diverse, you know, um, makeup line. I can't like, in fact, so much of our, of our shades that we have, more than half of it can be used for people who identify as women of color because, mm-hmm. or people of color, honestly. Yeah. So it's because it's literally opposite in so many lines where you see the majority is lighter to medium skin tones. And then you've got mm-hmm. like this small, you know, fraction a product that is deeper in tone. Like yeah. we got 34 shades and more than half of them is for women color. So mm-hmm. it's it's pretty amazing. And so that is like, in terms of legacy, I feel like, and that didn't start at Lime Like that's always just been the thing that, <laughs> that I've been very passionate about. I remember I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, I remember in high school, I was like advocating with, like, with groups of people going to classrooms and talking about this, you know? Okay. So so that's always just been at my heart is just making sure we we do better because we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and telling people like, you know, you're seen and like, you know, we're going to do what we can on this side of the industry to make mm-hmm. sure of that. But the other part of my legacy, honestly, is just really helping people come over those. Um, I don't know, like those, those roadblocks, I feel like that a hundred percent of the time, not hundred percent. So many times in a person's career where they just kind of fizzle out or they just stop and give up. And a lot of it has to do with things that they just never really personally, um, they never personally worked through. And mm-hmm. I don't mean like in, in a therapist kind of way, but it's like, it, they've never personally worked through, um, Oh, here, let me, let me go back. Let me go back because I do want to, I, I do want to explain something. Um, Okay. So scratch that. A lot of times we have roadblocks that can be worked through in knowing a few simple concepts. And that's kind of what I really love to teach people. There is this book and it's called, um, three laws of performance. Have you ever heard of that? I have not Okay. It's a really great book. And actually we learned a lot of this a lot at the beginning of my uh, time here, but it's called the three laws of performance. It's not like a network marketing book or anything like it's like literally a business like fortune 500 kind of book and stuff uh-huh. and the three laws of performance is a lot of times the first one is what we find ourselves in where we live into a default future right and the default future means like i can't do that because i've never done that or mm-hmm. you know and, and they don't see themselves in a place of like growing and we talk to ourselves like this all the time and that is one of the biggest roadblocks in business. It's not a product, it's not a company, it's not a compensation plan, it's our own self-belief and mm. knowing like, you know, if you speak that you can do that, which is what I did at the very beginning, then you're gonna believe that you can do that. At the very yes. beginning of Lime Life. no evidence whatsoever. I was like, this is gonna be big one day. I didn't know what big was. I didn't have to define it. It wasn't a very specific thing. I just knew it was gonna be bigger than me. Yeah. And because I worked every single day, knowing that it just started to propel me into this future where that became the reality, you know, but if I said, Oh, I can't really do that, which is what I hear a lot, or, you know, I don't know if this is going to work out or this, that, that, that people stand in their own way, you know, yeah. so and then it won't work out and then it won't work out. And then the other thing is like, we learn about in the laws of performance, um, you know, that we have our own rackets. We have our things that we stick to um, because it makes us feel, it may not make us feel good, but it makes us feel cozy because it's what we know. Mm-hmm. So we wrap ourselves in this blanket of like, I can't do that because of it, because like it makes us right when we believe like that, you know, we believe whatever it is that we're telling us and then we don't have to deal with the thing yeah. on the outside. You know, So th- we build up these rackets that are excuses really, you know, and Um, We learn how to recognize that for what it is and how we can be responsible, you know, for what we bring to the table to help fix that instead of just living in that cozy blanket under it. And then the Mm -hmm. third thing is really understanding, and this is probably the most important thing, and it's really understanding that everybody's experiences are different. And I think that's probably why I became like a mediator to so many people is because I can never tell somebody that they should think a certain way if their experience in life has never brought them yeah. to the right place where they would know how to think that way
0: exactly. but what i
1: can do is share my experiences educate people and allow them to start to see the humanity on the other side of like okay maybe what they're they're thinking or saying or doing is definitely not ideal they probably don't have any other experience you know and how can i be somebody who helps educate and then take it or leave it for what they you know pull from it but the thing is that we're all doing this dance with each other. We're like, somebody here has their set of views and somebody here has their set of views. And we're Mm -hmm. like, just, you know, we literally are not relating. And so I, that part was the biggest part for me. And I think probably the biggest part of my legacy is just always knowing that I see everybody for where they're at. I may not agree with everybody for where they're at. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for me to remove myself if I don't agree because it's not healthy. But at the same time, it's like, I don't just put it on them like they are A, B, or C because they believe a certain thing. Like they, I, It's more like, okay, yeah. That, they, I mean, they had a different upbringing than I did or they, oh, you so know, good. if I ever heard myself, and I know all of us say this, I wouldn't do that because it's usually because we have not had the same experience and it's led us to the point where they have done that. And I'm, right. you know, I mean, there are certain things that are point blank, like just wrong. Like I'm not excusing any of that. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like morals and stuff daily, like that. Exactly. In daily conversations where we get like fed up because somebody at work acted like this or did that and everything, I have a lot more grace for it, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. because I realize there's so much more to that. So I guess the legacy is really just understanding people, you know, and making sure that, um, I just give grace to where everybody is and then I can decide if that makes sense for me to align with or not, you know, and, yeah. and not make it my problem.
0: <laughs> That's a long answer. You can cut all that down to <laughs> one sentence
1: really, but you know, <laughs>
0: I love but, it. I love yeah, it. It's,
1: it's, it's for sure been the most helpful part of, you know, trying to raise like three of my girls, you know, who are older now and stuff. And they helped me a lot with that too, because I could say all this and then I can find myself where I might be saying the exact opposite of this because we're all human and my girls will check me too. And uh, they'll be like, I, I love this so much. They'll be like, well, if you see it from this point, I'm like, yeah, you're so right. So just being open to hearing other people's experiences, even your own kids, you know, it's it's so important. I love it, I love it.
0: Is there anything um, coming up next for you that you can share? Uh, just two whole
1: businesses that we're about to... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> launch when everybody else is like, don't ever open a business, you know. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we're ready. You know, it's funny. Is after all these years, you know, it just took now. We've been. I've been working with Lewis for like what? Gosh, almost like fifteen something years. Like he started photography after I started in makeup and stuff. But uh-huh. I've been working with him for over a decade, maybe even two decades at this point. I really have to do the math because that's such a big gap. <laughs> but, um we would do these like on location business branding shoots, like every once in a while, it would just, it just, you know, be like, Oh, Hey, I got somebody who wants us to come out to their offices and do a thing for their corporate team. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I just hop in the car and we go. Yeah. And it was just a day at work with my husband, you know? And then we, uh, well, we decided to give up our studio that we had here in the neighborhood some months ago. And it was kind of a crutch for me. We had it, we didn't really use it. It wasn't the right height for his photography stuff. I couldn't do anything in there. It was an office. So it's not like I could do like tattooing of eyebrows. So we were just like holding on to this like studio space. Yeah, And I was like, okay, you know, I feel like this makes sense for us to so let it go. We don't have a plan. We just got to trust that this is going to unveil in the way it's supposed to unveil. Um, so we decided to pick up more on location stuff because we went and did one thing and we're like, this is fun, but we work for two hours. Our client's super happy. Let's go to lunch. Like, we're like, why don't we do this more? You know? And so we put it out there. And again, like I said, we have an amazing community. I've met so many amazing entrepreneurs, uh, throughout my years that everybody just started spreading the word out of nowhere. We don't even know how, I mean, this is all God, but we had no idea how this happened. Amazon's calling Lewis to do headshots. They thought I was the photographer. I don't know what happened. I was like, that was not even us. That was not even somebody recommending us. That was crazy. All of a sudden he's doing headshots for that. He's getting calls everywhere. So we all of a sudden found ourselves not needing a studio and being me going back to my roots, just bringing my kid, not having a safe, comfy place to like set up my stuff, Mm. bringing my kid, him bringing his gear and we've been loving it. And then we found this other space. So The next project is like marrying both of those worlds. So we are Uh still definitely going to be on location doing all this stuff because we realize how much we love that, but it's nice to be able to have that space, but the space is going to be set up to where we can have events. We can rent it out. He's got his cyclorama wall that he's like ready to put in there. It's going to be a great space for other photographers and makeup artists to use. Like we're really excited about opening this up. So that's just going to be our next chapter. And then, you know, having the spa with Mia is going to be yeah. a huge thing too. So I think we got our hands full. I think between that, lime life and all the stuff and traveling. The year is looking
0: bright. The yeah, new and busy. But- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bright and busy.
1: <laughs> busy, but you know, it. but all stuff that we love so much and we're going to be able to connect with so many more people. So it's going to be great.
0: I love it. This has been such a great conversation. Like I can't wait to- um- I, I feel sorry for you having to edit all this down. <laughs> oh no so I let it go I let people because I'm the same oh, way with podcasts nice. like I love listening to podcasts so if it's something that's like long I'll just come back to it like I, I finish it so I let people do the same thing like they're gonna hear this whole conversation oh my gosh <laughs> the one part where I'm flubbing up I'm like I don't even know what I'm saying <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes but that's life it's real so it's so true Yeah. before <laughs> I let you go lives. yeah I know actually it's funny because and everybody's like,
1: I don't know how to do what you do. I don't know how to like, you know, speak on lies. I'm like, have you watched one of my lives? Like I'm the one who doesn't know the actual cliches. I literally <laughs>
0: will mix two cliches
1: together all the time. And people are like, I'm pretty sure that's not what that means.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just get on there and be yourself.
1: Things. I'm like, you too could be a top leader. at Limelight. like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my God. Well, before I let you go, I have to ask you the friends and beauty rapid fire question. Okay. All right. Ready so whatever comes to your mind first you could just spit it out or if you need to elaborate you can okay so the first one is what are the top three keys to your success so far
1: not stepping on people's toes that's been number one since the very beginning of even my makeup career that has nothing to do with line life or whatever it's just like being okay with the baby steps that are leading you to the bigger journey you don't have to take the shortcuts and mm-hmm. on top of that not only will I say that, but I've experienced it and watched it. I've watched people that I've come up with who are no longer in the industry because it felt like they had to be the fastest to the next thing. And my reputation for, you know, being the person who works with integrity, I think has surpassed any of the shortcuts and how fast I could get to somewhere. So yeah. Um, being okay with, you know, the journey, the process, but making sure like you're working with integrity because in the end, reputation and character matters more than Everything. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Oh, that was like one, maybe in three. <laughs> <laughs> one
0: in three, but it all came together. Yeah. Oh. Um,
1: and then what was the other keys to success?
0: Yeah. Your top three keys to success. Uh-
1: And probably going back to what I was talking about before, um, the scarcity and abundance thing, it's like, we hold on so tight to the things that, you know, that we want for ourselves that we feel like if we let it go just a little bit, that it's not going to come back to us. But when you realize that sometimes if you let something go, that something bigger comes back, that's a huge thing that I've learned over time is like the world will repay you in return, you know? So it's like, I don't have to worry. Um, now but it also makes life so much easier because it's like you're like relaxed and chill as things come up and you're like not you know um you're not so driven to make it be because what ends up happening is like what I just talked about we went we gave up a studio Lewis was happy with his place in Fairfax and then he comes to look at the spa with us and all of a sudden the perfect place reveals itself because we were just like okay you know the third thing um Oh, I feel like I just had it, but it probably escaped me.
0: That be happened to me lately.
1: <laughs> it happens to me a lot. I don't know. It's like <laughs> it could be an ADD thing, but it could also be. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> my whole family is like, "That's definitely an ADD thing." I'm like, "Okay, cool." <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we'll come back to it if you remember yeah. let me know. So, second one is, how do you measure your success? Um. You know,
1: that's like, it's a really great question because I feel like I've always lacked the gene of measuring my space, my success based on results.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like as long as, um, things are getting met, you know, objections are getting met. I'm being able to pay the bills and like the, the kids are happy and my husband's happy. And like, I feel like it's just really, And I'm happy, like, let's, let's say that I can't have everybody happy and then me be miserable. Right. As long as like those things come together, I feel successful and it it just doesn't matter. Um, it, it doesn't matter how much I'm making, you know, I will tell you, I, I have a lot of people around me that'll be like, you know when I make a million dollars or when I do whatever, like that's when I'm going to feel amazing. Like when I hit this particular goal, that's when I'm going to feel like, you know, I've done it. And I can, and I can tell you, I've actually been in positions where I've come past the goal. I got there and I woke up the next morning and I felt exactly the same as the day before. And the day after that felt exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about the dollar amount in the bank. It wasn't about any of that. It was about like, Am I just progressing and learning and growing and helping others? Like that was it. It never really like, came down to even a number of how many people. So that call that I was telling you about with Jacob, like when he used to do the life coaching with us, it would drive him crazy because I know I'm like rare, not rare. I know a lot of people feel this way, but I know I'm rare in the way that I like goals just go over my head. It's more mm-hmm. so a faith that I'm part of something bigger and then I just take a step forward each day to get towards that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like happy with that, you know, as, as long as I, and, and if it falls backwards then I'm like, okay, reroute. And, you know, and I get back up and do something else, but yeah, yeah I think as long as I live in that space, then I'm happy. that's success for me. Cause I know I wasn't always in that space. I was like frantic and panicked and everything else. So
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's the best advice you've ever received or a piece of advice that's always stuck with you?
1: Um, the, I, I think in business, the whole scarcity and buttons thing, I always come back to that. That was nine years ago. You know, mm-hmm. I always come back to that. So it must've made a big impression for me, but the, I don't know so much more if it was advice or just things that I've learned. Maybe it was advice. Cause I feel like my husband actually um, really got me understanding how big faith was in my life. Like that, mm-hmm. that's such a huge driving force for me. Um, you know, I, I talk a lot about the three laws of performance and abundance and all this other stuff but it's all rooted in faith and you know and knowing like I've got somebody out there looking for me right it's like I, it's not up to me by myself because if it was up to me by myself then I like feel like I would probably be failing left and right but because I know like I'm just going through this life and I've got an anchor you know in my faith and like that's just been the biggest thing and, and that's for everything that's for business that's in my marriage that's in my mm-hmm. relationships as long as I have a guiding force a guiding light then then I feel like that's the best advice I can give people especially in a space where a lot of people search for purpose and things and or in opportunities. And it's amazing to get those things. But like I said, I've been through so many things, so many opportunities, and none of them fulfilled me in a way where just having a close personal relationship with God has filled me. So it's just Mm -hmm. been one of those things that, you know, and I know that's not for everybody, but at the same time, like that's my personal,
0: (laughs) that's my personal journey and advice that has helped me, you know? Absolutely. What advice would you give to another makeup artist right now who is experiencing some tough times and they're just like ready to give up? on their dreams and just yeah just stop uh
1: my advice is that it's not always gonna look exactly how you planned it out right like you you just figure out what it is that you love about the makeup industry like there are gonna be the artists that like love to create don't be surprised if one day that creation looks like something else you know Mm -hmm. just again put one foot in front of the other and don't be so tied to what it's going to look like in this vision in your head, because I do understand that that's important to have a vision in your head, but sometimes we get rerouted and it's actually a better thing. I think I talked about that a little bit earlier in this hour, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So creation can look different than what we think it looks like, because why? We only know what we know. We've only experienced so much. So there could be something up here that's even grander that we're not even like thinking about. But if you leave yourself open to pathways where you're creating more, you might, it might all come full circle and it could look even grander. Mm. Same thing with, um, you know, with makeup and liking to help people and all that other stuff. I know as a makeup artist, I love to talk about like how I can help somebody never in a million years did I mean, know that that was going to lead me to a company that's selling products. Like mm. that was not on my list of like work with celebrities, get but you know, you know, the yes. magazine covers, uh, you know, be a bi-coastal makeup art, like all of that. There was nothing here that said, oh, add Lime Life to your kit and like <laughs> <laughs> and right. pay for the bills. Like, no, that was like not a thing, but because I saw a need, I knew that I needed to fill it. And I just made it work in the only way that I knew how to make it work with integrity, with just being of service to my customers. Like that ended up being its own thing, this whole Mm -hmm. other rocket ship that took off. And had I just like never, never entertained the idea that it's not going to look exactly like I thought it was going to look, that probably would have never come to fruition. And by the way, I still get to do all the stuff that I love to do. I actually get to do more because I have the means to do more, Right. but I was allowing myself to be like, okay, this is opening up to me. It does make sense. I'm not fitting a, 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 a here I go with my cliches, the round thing and the square. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fitting myself into a space that doesn't work. It does work. It makes sense. But instead of being like, no, that is not my plan. I was like, okay, let's just see what happens. And, you know, I it, it's incredible what can happen when we just allow ourselves to just do something a little bit different that makes sense for us and not worry about if it makes sense for everybody else. Mm.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay. What is a resource that helps you or has helped you in your business that you could share with the friends and beauty community?
1: A resource like as in
0: business, makeup, personal. I don't know if you use any, I don't know. A resource a software a book uh oh canva no. <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> I feel like half my memes and stuff are about canva it's funny <laughs> I um I used to actually you know take a lot of time to um do a lot of a lot of my work and everything outside of canva and work with a lot of people to create things which I still understand the need for you know experts to do their thing too. And there are certain times, but there are times where I just have like a minute where I need to get something done and out and Canva is a huge thing. Another thing that I really love, um, is, uh, things like chat GPT, like, you mm-hmm. know, OpenAI.com. like those things are super important to me, um, because I am all over the place. So I could literally be like, just type me out a list of viewpoints and the list of things based off of all the junk I'm about to feed you. Like I'm like, my paragraph is this long. Yeah. And then I'd like, well, here was, here's what you're trying to say. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> like so ChatGPT is a huge thing um for me. But that's really just to be like, I want to do and and it's not really so I don't really use it so much because I'm not in a space where I'm doing like word for word stuff, but it's more like to organize my thoughts. So, mm-hmm. that's been a huge thing. Um like how am I going to lay out a PowerPoint pre- presentation? And it be like, "Well, on page 1 you can do this and page 2 I'm like, thank you, you know." Yeah. Um the other thing that I really love because I do a lot of live videos I have to be edited down a lot is Descript. Oh, okay. You've... Yeah, mm-hmm. Descript script is um because I work on computers a lot of the time, like the setup is through a computer and I like to be able to take whatever live or, you know, whatever zoom I did and put it into Descript and it just immediately will take out all the ums and ahs and the filler words and the two second gaps. And I can edit it by the wording versus editing it by the 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 clip. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can like literally take out full sentences, paragraphs, and it just like, looks like way more seamless so i love it i realize i say like a lot and you'll see that in the script it's like 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 like,
0: like. <laughs> i say like a lot too but i'm just like look i'm just like that's just like how i like talk so
1: <laughs> so you know you can shock yourself with these script you're like oh look at me like not even using this this word or that so it's mm-hmm. um i do love i do love some technology <laughs> me
0: too okay well the last one i just want you to fill in the blank and just say my name is blank and the key to longevity and success is blank. Whatever you think it is.
1: Oh, that's a hard, you said just the last simple one. Sure. Yes, okay, so key little one, biggie. My name is Kat Aragon and the key to longevity and success is hold on. That was a practice one. Cause I have to actually,
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay. My
1: name is Kat Aragon and the key to longevity and success is being grounded in your faith.
0: I love it. Being grounded in your faith. I agree. Mm -hmm. So before you go, please share like your social, like, please share your social media information or however you want people to connect with you. Find out more about Lime Life if they want to sign up, like all, all of the things.
1: Yeah. And, and definitely I'm, I'm definitely about having conversations with people to see how it would fit for them. I mean, I do have people like blindly sign up without telling me and I'm like, Oh, hi, how can I help you? And then sometimes if I don't get in touch with them, I feel like I already failed them. I'm like, I didn't like help you figure out how this is going to work and stuff. Um, so I would love to have a conversation with you. As far as, uh, adding, you know, this to your kit, or even Mm -hmm. if you're not a makeup artist in particular, but you just like love beauty, people are always asking you about your makeup in some way, or your skincare routine, because you have amazing skin. Then, uh, you can go to join. (laughs) Yeah. You can go to join.cataragon.com. That's where I get that, uh, where you can get that information. Um, and they'll tell you how to sign up, what you can add on and all the goodies. The, um, Social media, I try to keep with at Kat Aragon, K-A-T-A-R-A-G-O-N on Instagram. I think I did threads for like two weeks. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. That. I'm like, oh yeah. They're now you know Instagram's like putting it up at the front now. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, they're reminding me. Um, and that's same on YouTube and Facebook. I'm cat Aragon One. That's my profile. And then I what was the other thing? Ask me about, I think. Oh, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, follow me and my husband's page. We, we just started uh, started it and are getting it up, but it's an Instagram at Aragon Media. Um, okay,
0: I had to like remember
1: at Aragon Media for me and Louis's work. Um, we can hire us separately or together. We're a fun bunch when we're together, we're a fun bunch when we're not.
0: <laughs> Either or. <I> don't know. <laughs> And I'll leave everything down below for y'all. If you didn't catch it, it will be in the show description. But thank you so much, Kat, for doing this. Thank you. it a pleasure. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Friends in Beauty podcast. Don't forget, sharing is caring. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with another friend in beauty. Give it a thumbs up and subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review so that other friends in beauty can find the show. Plus, we'd love to hear your feedback. Connect with us on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty, hashtag Friends in Beauty to join the conversation and join our Friends in Beauty Facebook community to stay connected. Talk to you soon.